0: Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Eric Cooney. He's the founder and CEO of a company called Benefit Sculptor. They help both brokers and small businesses compare and select an appropriate health plan for their employees. Of course, this involves data, which we'll talk about. We'll also get into COVID's impact on benefits, understanding employees' needs and more on this edition of PeopleTech. Eric, welcome. So um, well, to start, could you tell me about Benefit Sculptor?
1: Yeah. So Benefit Sculptor is a, um, in in some ways it's a technology company, in some ways it's a consulting company uh, who we serve Largely is uh, directly we serve employee benefits advisors who work with small businesses and then indirectly through them we serve those small businesses. And what we do is we provide a new way of evaluating benefits along an analytical spectrum uh, as opposed to using conventional spreadsheets as a way to kind of shop for for, uh, employee benefits. What we're, we're focused on doing is taking all of the data that's related to employee benefit decisions, including information like uh, wages and payroll and creating optimizations in order to help brokers and companies identify uh, uh, basically solutions that drive recruitment and retention. So um, uh, we, we apply an analytical approach to benefit selection, that says, I've got a budget of X, here's what, uh, here's what I have to work with if I'm an employer and help me identify the best possible arrangement of benefits when it comes to the uh, out-of-pocket spending, the budget for the benefits and the uh, access to doctors and hospitals, uh, in order to be a competitive employer.
0: So who's your user?
1: user is employee benefits brokers. That's a, uh, so today, if, if a small business wants to get benefits, they have to go for a broker. And I say have to, there, there are exceptions to that, but uh, it, it, it's overwhelmingly broker driven. That's the gatekeeper of the market. And so our user is the broker. Uh, the beneficiary is the employer and the employees.
0: And, and can you give me a little bit of information about how do they use it? I mean, you know, is this something that there's a platform and you,
1: it's a, it's a dashboard. So, so the best way to, to explain it is to explain what brokers have been doing up to, up to uh, now and then what we do that's a, a little bit different. Um, for, like I said, I was a broker for 20 years. I've worked with lots of brokers. I've been with lots of agencies and pretty much every broker operates the same way. Uh, if you're a small business and you're offering benefits, usually your benefits are up for review. We call that the renewal every year. And it's, it's some calendar event based upon when you initially bought your plan. Doesn't necessarily have to be the first of the year. Uh, in any case, uh, what will happen is at that renewal, a broker is going to come to you and maybe even competing brokers who are trying to win your business if you're the owner. And they're going to come to you with some options. And the options will be laid out on the spreadsheet. Uh, uh, the spreadsheet has been the workforce of most of these brokers and what they do is they go to all of the insurance companies that they work with and they get a smattering of options and they put them out on the spreadsheet and come to you and say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Employer, I think this is what you ought to be doing and this is why. And most of what's driving their, their, uh, their recommendations and selection is a fear of cost. So they're looking at what's happening in healthcare. They're They're, they're uh, concerned about it because that's the world they live in. They assume that that's what their employers are concerned about, and they come in and they they present these options, and and oftentimes they're kind of targeting, this is how we're going to help you control costs. Meanwhile, what the employer is trying to do is say, what can I offer to my employees so that they want to come and work here? I've got to pay them wages. I've got to give them a work culture and environment that's exciting and and interesting, especially today. That's one of the biggest challenges that businesses have is not just how much we pay them, but why would somebody want to come and do this rather than go and make videos and, and, and that kind of thing? Um, and so they, they've got to create a compelling story. And then the benefits become a huge part of that. Uh, the, the, the attitude of employees today is still very much uh, one of the things that I get from my employer is getting my benefits. Um, uh, that, that really hasn't changed. Uh, we've studied it, and I've always thought that that was going to change. It hasn't ever changed employees still see their benefits as a major component of their benefit offer. And so the employer is getting advice from a broker on how to manage healthcare costs. Meanwhile, they're trying to actually recruit labor with these benefits. And those two those two motivations are in competition with each other. Uh, controlling cost and uh, having something attractive to offer usually butt heads. And so what we do, I was a broker for a lot of years and I, I would play that game. I would go in and sit down with employers and try and show them all of what I thought were the most efficient things that they could do to uh, offer their benefits. And then they would look at me and say, Eric, I've got to go out on the floor and I have got to convince these people that this is a good deal. And we've got these projects coming up. I need to hire more people. And once I finally got in tune with the fact, with the motivation was not health care as much as we're selling health insurance, not health care. it's recruiting labor and uh, creating a value proposition for labor. That's when I started to change my own consulting approach. And so my, my background, in addition to being a benefits broker for 20 years, I'm a bit of a, an anomaly in the benefits world. And my, uh, I went to college and studied statistics and economics and uh, just got very involved in computer science and data science and that kind of thing. And so I have this uh, little bit of a tech background. So I began taking a lot of the data problems that we were having in benefits and turning around and building uh, uh, models for consulting that would change from, okay, well, how do we get the, the lowest cost benefit to let's start with total compensation. Let's, stop, let's start with what is the employer trying to do to attract labor? And then where are the optimizations so that we can create as strong of a paycheck as possible while creating uh, also a strong benefit uh, in conjunction with that? And when we developed those models, uh, we saw the value in providing these solutions to other companies that we built it into a full-fledged software platform that we call Benefit Sculptor. so, when a, when a broker comes in with Benefit Sculptor, we don't start with this assumption of, "Hey, I went out to a bunch of carriers and got some quotes." What we do is we provide all of the data for the market every single time. So, when a broker sits down with an employer, they don't have a spreadsheet of options. What they have is they have a map, have a scatter plot. If you just a very simple conventional scatter plot of every single product on that map. And we've ranked the products according to price, deductibles, and uh, uh, a measure called actuarial value, which is a measure of uh, benefit strength. And we identify where the the employer currently is on that map in in terms of where their current benefit offering sits. And then we ask them a series of questions about uh, out-of-pocket expectations, about uh, hospital requirements, doctor requirements, that kind of thing budget requirements, uh, including the cost sharing with employees. And then we have built an algorithm into the system that just takes that data, you know, depending on where you are, that could be a uh, hundred options. That could be 500 options, uh, just depending on where you are. And by asking some smart questions, we drill that down to a narrow set of options that meet the employer's criteria uh, objectively. We're not, we're not playing favorites in so certain insurance companies. It's not incentive driven. It's entirely based upon, okay, these are our requirements. This is what it's going to take for us to be competitive this year. And we zero in on a handful of options out of the, the massive options that we started with uh, very quickly. We can do that whole process in under five minutes um, so that the employer can, can look at what, uh, what you're presenting to them and get emotional branding. And that's, that's the biggest strength of, of our platform is, is, is it's, it's tech, it's, it's, it's uh, data, it's all those things but really it is, a, uh, it is a consulting solution because the broker is able to sit down and analyze the market in the capabilities that they've never had. Their spreadsheet approach does not even uh, come close to being able to do what our software can do, even if they're using tech to generate their, their spreadsheets. Um, and then uh, more importantly with the employer, they have never had, they have had uh, benefits data communicated to them They've never had a business intelligence approach to data uh, when it comes to benefits. They do in everything else. They do in inventory management, they do in supply chain management, but they don't get this in, uh, they even get it in labor management, but they don't get it in benefits management. So we've brought it to the modern age. They're looking at a dynamic dashboard where they can say, okay, I now for the first time see the entire world in front of me, meaning the world of options that I can choose, I've got a very smart computer that can do the calculus and all of that stuff that's necessary to find the optimization. And now I can confidently walk out onto the floor and look at the employees and say, hey, we've done our shopping. And we know that the plan that we're putting together for you right here is the best option. <laughs> and they need to be able to know that because it's not just the confidence of telling the employees that because the employees are gonna go and test it in the real market, right? That's, that's the challenge that the employer has. The employees are gonna go out and they're gonna say, hey, I talk to XYZ employer and they've offered me something better, they've offered me something different. And in order for the employer to be competitive, they've got to beat that uh, in the offer. Once the employees find out when they go and talk to other employers that they're not going to get as good an option because you've used a, an analytical approach, that's where the employer starts to really see the difference. And that's what the employer cares about. <laughs> Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear
0: more. You focus on small business. And, you know, I'm wondering, what are the challenges, the particular challenges that small businesses face You know, the kind of things that they really need help with as they're they're attacking this. And and how do you approach that? Some of the
1: challenges that they face are, they face a perception challenge, first of all. The perception is that, one, there's not a lot that can be done for small business. They face that themselves. Most small businesses, if you ask them, you say, well, what can you do about your benefits? They'll say, probably nothing. Um, that's their perception. Their brokers even think that. Their brokers think, well, there's not really a lot we can do for small business, um, and they think it's a very simple market. It's actually not. It's in some ways, it's more complicated than the the larger group markets because uh, the larger group markets they, they have underwriting and they have risk and all of that that needs to be accounted for, and that's kind of the elephant in the room. Smaller groups have very complex rating structures, very complex pricing structures of their products. They may be fixed, but it's very hard to budget with uh, the the variable rating pricing that they have. I can just give you an idea. uh, The the price difference for a person age 21 and a person age 65 in the small group market is is a three times factor. Um, When you add family size into that, being able to predict what your benefits are gonna cost you based upon an employee's ages and the family sizes could be as much, you could have as much variation as five to one on, on what your, your premiums are gonna be. And so the analytical side of how do you budget for that, how do you analyze that and anticipate that is far more complicated than, than most people realize. And uh it's it's where a lot of people throw their hands up in the air and just say, well, there's nothing to do that.
0: So in, in this environment, you know, the economy seems kind of weird. You know, it, it, it seems kind of like thin ice. You know, we're, we're still sort of working our way through, you know, the, the results of COVID or the, the debris of COVID, whichever you, you prefer. Um, given, given that, how do you find brokers are, are faring? I mean, are they having a harder time? Uh finding clients and, and answering clients' concerns, or is it just kind of business as usual?
1: Brokers have been having well, there, there's two answers to that. One is, is just kind of the general effects of COVID and how that's affected laboring and brokers. Brokers have been struggling a lot longer than, than COVID when it comes to growing their business. Most brokers are not growing their businesses by by very much. Uh the average age of a broker in the United States is 59. Um, There are younger brokers uh, coming in that are bringing it down, Uh, uh, and that's why it's at 59 and not a higher number. Most of the brokers who are here have been in this business for for 20, 30 years, and they've been sitting on a block of business that that they uh, uh, grew at a time when benefits weren't as traditional. Um, There's a lot of brokers that have been around since the 80s and really haven't grown their business since. Um, and uh, it was a different, that was a, a time when small business was starting to embrace benefits. And so you we know, were writing what we called working groups at the time. Today, if you want to write a new group, you have to take it from somebody. Um, and that's a harder sell. You've got to come in and convince an employer that I'm going to do a better job for you than the current broker. And the challenge that they, they have is that at the end of the day, we're all selling the same products. We're selling them at the same prices. And so, the only, con- uh, the only uh, thing you have to convince an employer that they've to do business with you is either uh, a stronger consulting methodology or you have to wait for someone to screw up or age out. So, that's a the, the challenge that the brokers have had. Now, a, a, uh, a, a slight modification to that is, is that we, have, we saw one blip in, in this market uh, about 10 years ago, and it was a company called Zenithus that came in offering a, a tech solution. And they went from no clients to forty thousand clients in just under four years, um, and they proved that there is a market uh, uh, for uh, of opportunity for uh, uh, business acquisition through sales. But uh, nobody has duplicated it. But what Zenefits did that was different from most brokers is they didn't come in and begin attacking healthcare. That's what most brokers are doing today is they're coming in and waging a war on healthcare. So and we're going to. Solve the problem of healthcare costs and all of that, uh, which, frankly, brokers are not very well equipped to do, especially for brokers that are working with small businesses. You don't have the uh, the the strength where you're going to need to be able to compete with uh, uh, the fully insured health insurance market or the hospital systems or any of those things. And so, what Zenefits did, they came in and say, "Look, we're 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 not going to waste our time with that. What we're going to do is we're going to provide you with a tech solution that helps you manage your labor. We're going to help you with workforce management." And we're going to you some value add for that. And in exchange for that, we're going to support your benefits plan and we'd like you to make us the thing. And that's what, similarly, what we're, we're trying to do. We're not doing it the same way benefits did, but we're coming in and saying, healthcare is what it is. We don't want to just throw money away, but healthcare is what it is. And the job of an employer is to figure out how to provide value to their employees and to do it as efficiently as possible. So we're, we're not trying to beat the healthcare system through Small business benefits. We want to be efficient, but what we're trying to do is help the employer be more effective with labor. We're trying to offer the employees uh, quality compensation so that the work is uh, still of value to them. Now, that's answer to question one, and that's how how the broker been affected. Uh, Small business has been affected in a massive way in COVID, and the massive way that they've been affected is is uh, what everybody's talking about, and that's uh, work from home. But work from home has led to a, a, a new uh, problem slash opportunity. And that problem slash opportunity is that you have many more. Sorry, my phone is being in here. And I don't want to be on the recording here. But anyways, um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the shift has been not just that people are working from home, but employers are hiring a remote at a, at a, at a volume that they never have before. So any company that that doesn't require uh, physical hands on deck, meaning you, need, you need you know, like an HVAC installer. Clients have worked with people, plumbers. They need to have people local. But if you're a if you're a law firm, if you're an accounting firm, if you're a marketing agency, if you're a tech firm of any kind, anything where people work with a computer, you're starting to see a lot of companies hiring employees from all over the the country, if not all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but there's there's a, a lot of remote hiring even within the U.S. And so the challenge that brings is, is that if you're a small business, let's say you've got 10 employees, and uh, half of half of them are located in other states than where you're located, how do you put together a benefit package that will uh, meet everybody's needs? Uh, spe- especially when uh, most uh, insurance policies, and insurance plans are really state based, meaning that they're, they're they're built very well to accommodate. Healthcare care within the state that they operate in, but they're not as strong in delivering benefits outside of the state. And so, uh, employers are having to look at strategies that uh, uh, they would not have looked at uh, as strongly in years past because uh, because of the need to accommodate employees in other states.
0: Well, Eric, thanks very much. Um, thanks for coming by. I've learned a lot, so uh, I really appreciate it. Yep, thank you. My guest today has been Eric Cooney, the CEO of Benefit Sculptor, and this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report, where we're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer.